Hello there and welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. This is Anne-Marie Miles here with you and we're doing something slightly different today. I'm having one of those weeks where I'm up to my eyeballs, meeting myself on the way back as my mother used to say. So I decided today that I either have time to record the podcast or go for a walk. I literally don't have time to do both. And then I thought, I really need to do both. So I'm going to do both at the same time. So usually I would have some notes in front of me. I'd have, you know, thought of a few things and I'd have notes to refer to to remind me what I'm supposed to be talking about. Today, I'm going to be walking around the park. And so (laughs) who knows who I'm going to meet and who knows what I will encounter. So you might hear me suddenly say, I would like to complain about your customer service. I need to pretend I'm on the phone and not just talking to myself. Let's just see how it goes, shall we? Let's just see how it goes. Right, where are my keys? Okay, yes, yeah, so this is live and unplugged, as they say. Have I got everything? Yeah, okay. Where are my keys? Here I am, locking the door. Walking into the door. There we go, locking the door. Oh, it's a beautiful day here in Pompeo. Absolutely beautiful. And I was thinking, I can't not walk. I need to walk. I should do a video podcast one of these days, shouldn't I? Our garden, well, our garden knows it's November, let's put it that way. But the park is beautiful this time of year. So, let's go. So I have to look like I'm having a conversation on the phone. And, you know, kind of casually walking at the gates. So, anyway, what I was going to talk about today is partly the reason why I am forcing myself out the door. I've just found, (laughs) seriously, I have just found a poster that was on my wall in my bedroom. I found it in the garden. It must have been blown out the window. (sighs) This is going well, isn't it? (laughs) So, (laughs) sorry, what I was going to talk about today is the fact that I'm really struggling I'm really, really struggling. I just, at the moment, I just want to eat everything. I'm not sure whether it's the change in the weather. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because lots of people would say, oh, this time of year is great. This is the time of year for healthy stews and uh, zero-point soups. And yeah, that's true. But it's also the time of year for custard. It's also the time of year for hot chocolate. It's the time of year for kind of snuggling up just opening the gate there it's the time of year for kind of snuggling up on the sofa with a mug of something sweet and warm and something even sweeter to dip into it i know some people find it quite easy in the winter months because they can just make a pot of stew and just eat vegetables for the winter but that is not me i'm afraid my biggest problem i think is the evening i'm trying to kind of just eat between lunchtime and tea time I suppose it's a version of intermittent fasting. I am finding it really hard at the moment. I just want to eat. Oh, I mean, like I've said, yeah, completely obsessed. I just don't want to say that as I walk past. <laughs> don't want to use that phrase. Like I've said before, I'm completely obsessed with food, but at the moment it is particularly hard. And um, yeah, I'm really struggling. So first of all, if you've got any tips to kind of get out of those doldrums. I mean, gosh, I'm the one giving the tips, am I? But, you know, and in weeks before, I've talked about getting out of the doldrums. And, 
you know, last week, I spent the whole of last week's episode talking about verses that inspire me. So I am clinging to them and clinging to advice. But sometimes, you know, I'll be the first to admit all the advice in the world. It's hard to apply it to yourself, isn't it? Because really, the bottom line is, just get on with it. I I really do believe that that is the bottom line. Just get on with it. Meal by meal, day by day, get on with it. I've just arrived at the doctor's surgery. Just pop a little note through the letterbox. Yeah, so I think just knuckle down. Every so often I have to take a break when I'm talking because I have to make it sound while I walk past people that I'm giving somebody an opportunity to respond. So, hi, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Neighbours. Hi. Yeah, I'm pretty convinced that actually the answer is just knuckle down and get on with it. Just... There, you know, there are loads of reasons why we want to eat. And I'm not saying they're not valid. Mine are no more or less valid than anybody else's. But I think I need to get out of my head, you know. I need to get out of my head and uh, just get organised. If I had been sitting down with notes in front of me, one of the things I was going to talk about today is um, a call-out to the friends of the fatties. Hang on. Morning. A shout out to the friends of the fatties because I know that there are people who listen to this podcast and they're not overweight. Uh, They just uh, like it. (laughs) But I would say if you are supporting somebody who is struggling with eating, if you are supporting somebody who at the moment like me is just uh, gosh I'm almost in rebellion against it you know I don't want to do this anymore and I get to that stage every so often like I just don't want to do it so I kind of have to take my own advice and the big thing for me and I have probably said it lots of times you're probably sick of hearing me saying it is what is the alternative and that's what I'm saying to myself today what's the alternative to digging in what's the alternative to sticking with it what's the alternative to deciding that custard is not on the menu you know that hot chocolate is just not maybe one every so often but you know hang on here comes the river beautiful this is the beautiful Avonclyde river that I'm walking over that I hope you can hear as I enter Huntspool Park I should take some photographs, show you on Instagram of our beautiful river. If I can get my camera on. There we go. Like I say, if I had had my notes today, would be advice and a kind of a shout out, a call out to the friend of the fatty. And if you are somebody who, like I said, supports or is kind of standing alongside somebody who is struggling with weight loss and finding this time of the year hard like I am my first piece of advice is just be gentle I was having a conversation with somebody a couple of weeks ago and I said to them if you don't have an issue with food and I'm saying this in a friendly manner I'm not saying it in a judgmental manner I'm saying it in a friendly manner if you have never had an issue with food if you've never been obsessed by it or been dependent on it or been a compulsive eater you don't know what it's like. And I'm not 
you know, I'm not been a martyr. You have no idea what I'm going through. But but you don't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I mean that nicely. You don't, if you are somebody who gets up and has a breakfast and doesn't think about food till later on in the day, you don't know what it's like to be completely obsessed with food. So please be gentle. <clears throat> That's what I would say. Because what I found over the years is that being lectured sent me to food for comfort. It didn't stop me from eating. Being lectured, being chided, being called out in company, it, it just made me feel worse. I already know I eat too much. I already know that I'm a glutton. I already know that I shouldn't have another one. You don't think I know that? I know that. So I would say the first thing is be gentle. If you know somebody who's really wrestling with their food intake, be gentle. Because anything other than gentle just pushes us back because it's comfort. So if you make us feel bad, where do we go for comfort? To the exact place that you don't want us to go. That's my first thing is just be gentle. (coughs) Tread softly on our donuts. Because when you tread on our donuts, you tread on our hearts. (laughs) Oh gosh, I have to really make it look like I'm talking to somebody now. Um, <clears throat> hi. hi uh, um, so that's the first thing, is be gentle. But the, the second thing is, don't let us let go. Don't give up on us. You know, I made food the tomb of the forbidden subject. I, uh, do not approach this subject. I did that. I made it a subject that was not for discussion, that was not uh, acceptable to be had. And I am so grateful for uh, my sisters and other people in my family who didn't say, oh, well, you know, to heck with her, like that's the end of it, or words to that effect. They didn't do that. They didn't, you know, they, they would have left me alone temporarily they always came back always came back to me and even now I'm having conversations with sisters, the same conversations I've been having years and years with them but they haven't given up on me they haven't given up on themselves either you know, they're on their journey too and I would say just don't don't let us go don't give up on us it's a tough subject and like I say if you've never been through it, if you can walk past food without thinking about it then you don't understand what it's like to not be able to to just walk past stuff so I would say don't just don't give up don't give up on us and and help us you know help help me no I better not shout that too loud in the park people think there's something wrong with me just a gentle reminder and what I'd say is like these kind of crucial weeks now we're at the beginning of November we've got what eight seven eight weeks to Christmas this would be a great time to dig in, to really dig in. One of the hardest months of the year, I think, to do that because we've just come from the season of Halloween. So there's probably sweets everywhere in everyone's houses, especially if you've got small kids. There'll be loads and loads of sweets. So by the time you've gotten rid of all those sweets, you know, that's another two weeks before they're, unless you throw them out, like, or unless you let your kids eat them all in one go. Um, but it'll take a week or two to get rid of all of that stuff. So then we're two weeks closer to Christmas. I mean, by the 1st of December, it'll be Christmas party season. 
And what happens is that you think, oh gosh, suddenly it's the middle of November. And then you're thinking, two weeks time we're going to that party. And then the following week we're going to that party. And then it's going to be two weeks book. You know, and suddenly you've decided eight weeks from Christmas that it's not worth keeping going. Two months before Christmas, you've already decided it's not worth the bother. So I would say make it worth the bother. Help somebody to make it worth the bother because very, very easily we can just waste these next few weeks whenever we could really dig in. See, what I find is if, if, you, if I really dig in in November, then when I do get to that party at the beginning of December, I'm thinking, well, now maybe I just try not to go mad this week and do one more week before I... Morning. Before I open the floodgates and let the men's meat pour in, you know? But if you start looking at the calendar and thinking, oh, by the time we get rid of the sweets and by the time we get to that, this session and that session, Asher, we might as well, oh yeah, we might as well leave it and start again in January. That's a long time. That's a long time to throw open the floodgates. And if I do that, I will be absolutely raging in January. I'll be raging if I do that. If I just say, ah, you know, it's nearly mince pie season anyway, let's just go for it. If I do that now, at the beginning of November, I'll be raging. So, the three things that, as friends, that I would say to you, if you're helping somebody who's struggling like I am, is one, be gentle. Be very gentle with them. The second one is, don't let them let go. In a gentle fashion, but don't let them let go. Stick with them. And the third one is, make make November and December worth the bother. Make it worth the bother. Help them to make it worth the bother. Because I don't know about anybody else out there, but I can't do this. Good morning. I can't do this on my own. I can't, if I'm left to my own devices, if I'm left to my own apple strudel, I'll just eat it all. So just before we move on to your favourite bit of the podcast, just a little shout out for yesterday was National Authors Day. I didn't even know that existed. So those of you who know me know that I've written some books, fiction, short stories and, and a novel. And I suppose this only has something to do with the words part of words, wobbles and wisdom. Um, Can I just give a little nudge? If you have read a book, particularly by an independent author, by a a solopreneur or a a writer of a small publishing house, if you have read a book that you've enjoyed, go and write them a review. Do you know something? It's, It's like a gift. It really is. So if you have read... Um, hello. <laughs> if you have read something and really enjoyed it, like I say, particularly by somebody who is self-published, give them a shout out. So if you're not on Amazon, that's fine. There's loads of ways to leave reviews. You can go on that person's Facebook page. You could go on to Goodreads. Most authors are on goodreads.com. Leave them a review there. Or just share it on your Facebook or on your Instagram and your Twitter. I know it's a day late, but use the hashtag anyway. It doesn't matter. 
for National Authors Day. Or just even send a message to that author and say, I loved your book, I thought it was great. It's so encouraging, especially for those of us who are independently self-published. You know, we don't have publicity behind us. We don't have a massive, well, I don't (laughs) have a massive readership. And I'm not saying that if you love Graham Norton or Richard Osman, that you can't give them a shout out. Absolutely. (laughs) If you love their books, that's brilliant. But they have loads of people shouting for them. But if you've got an indie author that you love, shout for them as well. Because we need more people to shout for us. We need more people to review our books. So uh, so please do give a shout out to an indie author for National Authors Day. Oh, the park is so beautiful today. They've just refurbished the stand, Pontypool Rugby Pitch. And I'll take a picture of that too. So if you're interested in rugby or nice trees, have a look at, sorry, have a look at Instagram. I've got uh, some photographs of this very walk. Oh, look at that nice tree. I'll tell you something. It just helped the time to pass. I've walked quite a long way. I not really know what's so far I've walked. I suppose to wrap up today, we should... Oh, that's brilliant. Well done. Enjoy your walk. Local nursery. The kids said for a walk in the park when it's a good day. They got sticks. Fantastic. So, to wrap up today then, what is that about? I'll have to go home and add Frankie. What is that about? Presuming I've added Frankie. What is that about? Well, as I'm in the park, I have to say... It is beautiful. Go to uh, my Instagram account and have a look at my photographs it's, uh, that I took on my walk today. It is absolutely beautiful. But what absolutely drives me potty and what I think is an absolute disgrace is litter and fly tipping in a beautiful place like this. The staff of Pontypool Park do a great job in keeping it looking beautiful. But there are times when you come here and there's a trolley in the river and there's cans or bottles. I'm going to take a picture of it now. We've got a bandstand. It was recently painted and new hanging baskets put on the bandstand. And I'm not kidding, the next day, I'm not exaggerating, the next day after the bandstand was painted, the white panel around the bottom of it was covered in graffiti. And it wasn't art. I have no problem with art. I have no problem with street art. I think street art's fantastic. This wasn't street art. This is pure defacing a local treasure is what it was. And uh, it just, I just think, just a lack of respect for this beautiful thing, this beautiful place that we have. It's just... It's just such a shame. So yeah, so litter, graffiti. What is that about? I think it's a terrible shame that people don't have a li- that love for the community. Like I'm from Tala in County Dublin. Tala has had terrible slagging off in the press over the years. But I am proud to be from Tala. I love Tala. And to see it being treated like nothing. The people who just have no pride in where they come from, I think it's terrible. And this park is absolutely, it's just beautiful. And I think it's such a shame to see graffiti and litter and fly tipping 
in the park and in the river. I literally do not know what that is about. I'm going to stop ranting now. <laughs> oh, guys, this has been lovely. I don't think I'll do this every week because I think I rambled a little bit. <laughs> I think there was a, a bit of waffling because I didn't have any notes in front of me. But it has been lovely. I'm so glad I didn't decide one or the other podcast or walk. I'm so glad that I was able to combine the two on this frantically busy week and can I thank you so much for listening please do share the podcast with people you think would be interested in it who need that bit of encouragement in their weight loss journey please get in touch annemariemiles.co.uk is my website ammo writing is my social media handle don't forget to give an indie author shout out for national authors day yesterday And again, thank you so much for listening. And I'll be back with you probably in my chair at my desk next week. So take care. Bye-bye.